Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Yeah, there's, there's a couple dance moves that I've seen. Um, oh, somebody did some wild shit the other day. I can't remember it because I'm drunk off. <laughs> a little bit of this left, but <laughs> for the listeners at home, he meant it. He really is. He, he's taking it straight to the head. I'm yeah, because it wasn't like that much left. Like, <laughs> it wasn't that much left. It's half a bottle. <laughs> the government growing babies, microchips in your anus. All koala bears are racist. Yep, 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 there it is, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another phenomenal episode of My Mama Told Me, the podcast where we dive deep, deep into the pockets of black conspiracy theories, and we finally work to prove that the P in Taraji P. Henson stands for, boy, don't play with me. You know that's what that P is for. You know Taraji is saying something sassy from start to finish in that goddamn name. And we love you, Taraji. Big fan. If you ever want to come here and talk some bullshit, you're welcome. This, sometimes the conspiracies that I spread about people are harmless. I think this is a pretty harmless one. Sometimes I harmless. accuse people of murder and, and mayhem. But mostly, you know, you, you run out and you just make fun of names and shit. I was super hoping that this was going to be a murder conspiracy that I could believe all day for the rest <laughs> of the day. Well, I'm sorry to disappoint you. I guess. Shaquille O'Neal police brutality murdered the motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a pretty good one. The Shaquille O'Neal, uh, for those of you that don't know, did volunteer after his NBA career to become a sheriff. And, and uh, I guess brutalized local people in his community yep. 
and the possibility that Shaquille O'Neal killed someone seems pretty high. Yeah, uh, for sure. He's seven foot eighteen, bro. There's no question. <laughs> with with a gun, he's RoboCop, bro. He's <laughs> yeah, and he's also not a sheriff anymore, so it feels like some sort of dishonorable discharge situation. Right, because they didn't give him like a medal of honor when he retired from being sheriff. He just no, stopped being it, sheriff. It feels like he crushed someone's skull like a grape, and then they were yeah. just like, "Hey, Shaq, you can't come back here no more, man." He was acting like Batman. He yeah, people like, <laughs> like, bro, we're big fans of your work, but this ain't gonna work out. We, you, you gotta no, leave, we, man. Can't dunk a nigga head. <laughs> well. This is, we've really broken the fourth wall here. We we didn't do the, the intro the way intros are meant to be done, but fuck it, we'll do it live. My guest today, he's phenomenal. He, he's an amazing musician, talented artist. He's a comedian of sorts. He does all this shit. I love him. Please give it up for my guest, Mr. Michael Christmas. Hey, I'm drinking Arbor Mist. What are we talking about? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a bold way to come back. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. I'm I'm so excited you're here because you came with a conspiracy theory that I think I bought into. Like I don't I don't know that I, I've done enough research to know for sure, but I, I saw it and I was like, This guy's saying something. This is this is legit. Think about it. I I've been thinking about it and it it feels like it has like a level of legitimacy to it. And I won't hold it up. You said my mama told me. TikTok is secretly trying to make black people bad at dancing. Yes, bro. Yes. I've had this thought for a long time, too. Like this. It's it's really kismet that you happen to have a podcast where you talk about shit like this with no facts behind it <laughs> if necessary because i'm like man what a perfect platform for me to come and discuss how i feel about this yeah and i i should let our our listeners know that you were you were so enthusiastic about it that you hit me up and you were like dog i'm sitting on something what's up and i was already thinking about having you as a guest but then once you hit me with the conspiracy theory it felt like, oh, we have to do this now, immediately. Yes. Thank you for allowing me. Yes, TikTok is secretly trying to make trying to make people, black people bad at dancing, bro. I, so I see the signs. So tell me more. Give me the full breakdown of where you discovered this, uh, what's making you feel that way. Let's let's really dive in deep here. Okay. I think what it what started this whole thought process was like, I know you've seen them now, the TikTok dances, yes. the all arms, you know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. It's all arms, <laughs> very stiff, boom, pop, boom. It's like the, a mediocre cheerleading squad level of dancing. But these dances are becoming so popular that now you're seeing like adults do them because they're popular and you can get views off of them. Yeah. So now people are incorporating them. And when you spend so much time doing this little stupid ass move, this move get you get used to it. And then you go outside and then you go to the club and some good shit is playing and you start doing TikTok dances. And now <laughs> now it's spreading, right? Now yeah, all the yeah. kids, the kids are on what? TikTok. So our children are growing up with no rhythm. It's 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 just it's a mass wipeout. And and it speaks to bigger things, but to start Yes, we're going to be bad at dancing if we I, don't get it together. I like what you're saying because it, it reminds me of a video I saw, and it was probably like a year ago, 
where Jason Derulo, I think, was in Vegas and he was performing and he had like an ensemble of of bad bitches standing mm-hmm. beside him while he performed TikTok dances. And it was a bunch of adults in the crowd being like, is this nigga doing TikTok dances? Doing TikTok Why is he dances. Doing, like, do regular d- dances, Jason dance Derulo. Dance like Usher, bro. What? Just dance like Usher. No, dance, we don't want he, that. It's <laughs> not like Jason Derulo's a bad dancer. He's a pretty he's good a great dancer. dancer. He's, he's an amazing dancer. He's a fucking loser in a lot of ways, but mm-hmm. he's a god. He's a great fighter and he's a great he's a dancer. He's a winner in a lot of ways too. That's the fucked up part about Jason Derulo. Is <laughs> I could, I would love to hate on Jason Derulo, but then Jason Derulo pull up. Yeah, you know, no, I, listen, I Maybe would X. not say that to Jason Derulo's face. That motherfucker is big for no reason. I'm trying to go where Jason Derulo about to go. Like yeah. after this, <laughs> well, you got to start doing TikTok dances in public. TikTok if that's dances, really what you want. exactly, selling my soul. You see it. <laughs> but uh, to that point, it was a a very visceral reaction from the crowd of being like, "This is bad dancing in person." I'm sure whatever yes. it looks like on the internet is a different conversation, but objectively, it looks terrible when you're just standing in front of us, like you said, moving elbows and yeah. arms instead of. Well, the thing is, it's meant for kids. These challenges are for eight year olds to do during spring break when they're at the crib. <laughs> they're not. They're not to be done by grown people with right. rhythm. You know what I'm saying? But they get you so many views that you, as a fucking forty year old nurse. Like on my break, I'm about to try to get my TikTok numbers up, and then boom, now you hit me. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Looking crazy, and somebody's walking by and seeing that. Do you think that that this? Because I, I, I honestly, I feel like this question is almost jumping ahead of where we're at. But I'm curious because you're talking about it. Do you think this is an unbeatable challenge? Not to to make it a pun and shit, but like, is this is this an unbeatable challenge being presented in front of us where we are, no matter what, going to end up becoming bad dancers because of TikTok culture? It's tough to say. On the one hand, yes, you can get hella views by doing these awful dances. You don't need to do anything else but do exactly what they did in the other video, mm-hmm. and you're just going to pick up steam. On the flip side... What it really is, is about like, this is stuff we're supposed to know how to do, right? All these good dance moves that we do have, the wobble, the electric slide. This yeah. is stuff that like, I don't remember how I learned it, but I knew it. So right. partially we have to combat this with teaching people dances. Cause even you see on TikTok, they're jerking now. They're trying to lean with it, rock with it and doing our dances from when I was a kid. And they're not doing them right either. Damn. So it's like it's like raise your kids. Right. You know we, we need <laughs> where where's the Casper slide man? We need a part part four, part five. Yeah. We gotta save the, the community. <laughs> we need the DJs at the basketball birthday parties yeah. to come out and to do with the dreads. You know what I'm saying? And he had, he's hitting moves Bobby Brown used to do. Right. Good dance moves. That's what we need more of. But you know. Anybody, everybody's looking at their phones. The nobody wants to, at nobody wants to use their legs. You got to use your nobody legs. Nobody wants everybody. to. All oh, these videos are waist up. They don't even know that you could do shit with your legs because it's all waist up on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. You, you're seeing this. You, you are, you're recognizing a problem that's happening. Are you... Now hitting the streets, are you becoming a prophet of this truth or are you indifferent to this this sort of like wave that's taking over? Do you know what I mean? I feel like the Huey Freeman 
of this in the sense that nobody else really feels me the way I feel me on this. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like nobody thinks that there's a devastating effect in the future to this. It's just like the kids doing dances, you know what I'm saying? But the adults are doing the dances though. And I don't have a problem with adults dancing either. The problem is you look silly. And you're going to make your kids look silly in 20 years. And they're like, remember 20 years ago when this was the move? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just not, you know, so we, it, whatever, too, also. It doesn't matter. And I will say Tic Tac gives a lot of access to other shit I didn't know. Like how to put on toilet paper rolls easy and stupid ass shit like that. That stuff is extremely helpful. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the dancing, it's going to cause, it's going to, it's a ripple effect. You know, it's a, it's a snowball effect. Well, that's, that's, I think, at the core of the question I want to ask you is what do you think the ultimate ripple effect is? If this is full butterfly effect, where are you seeing this little, like, you know, wing flap ultimately landing the avalanche? I think. Part of my big worry is also rooted in the fact that this may also just be a thing that happens to every generation where I'm worried that erasure is about to happen to the things or like washing or like cornballing the things that I'm used to and the things that I know. And then I realize like, bro, am I just like an old head? Is that what's actually the issue? Or... You know what I'm saying? And then you started to think, damn, when I was listening to, like, you know, shit, and my parents thought it was whack, was it whack? And he's like, nah, it wasn't whack. But, like, yeah, that's the thing is, like, part of me is, like, it's erasure, and part of me is, like, I'm overreacting, and it's just me getting older and not understanding. Well, that was my fear when I, because I immediately, like I said, latched on to this being a, a possible truth. But then another part of me was like, man, you... You're ruining kids, the fun. Let them kids dance. Yeah. <laughs> You're truly an old man yelling about your old lawn. Head. If, if this is shit. where your heart lives, like I maybe they're bad at dancing, or maybe they're fucking phenomenal at dancing, and I'll never find out because I'm not doing the arm moves. You yeah, know what I mean? Like exactly. those might be the hardest arm moves. How hard are these moves that yeah, anybody okay. can do? And I'm I'm truly not. I'm so they're much not. of a coward. I won't even try it. They're not. They're not hard, but we can try if you want, but they're not hard. I can see that they're not hard because I had to learn how to jerk and heel toe and do shit like that. Stuff that was very difficult to do. And that's all. That's all I want. Just some, like the last dance that I think that was created that was cool was like the shoot dance that like oh. a black dude that like a black person at the crib in his neighborhood, you mm. know what I'm saying, broke with the homies made that dance yeah. up and it got big. And that's a part of it, too. Is like the organic shit. Like are these, what you know, what I'm saying, who's coming up with this and how's it happening? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. as opposed to, I. So what I'll say is that uh that sideways moonwalk thing that's that's circulating. That shit's hard. I fuck with that yeah. sideways moonwalk. I think there are dances out there that I do go okay. This to your point, there's a chance that people are still striving to make cool stuff and like mm-hmm. add to the culture. The frustrating yeah. part of it becomes how much of that is being, I guess, sort of buried under a bunch of other sort of like bullshit. Yeah. Well, one thing that made me feel like the the official oldest nigga around the other day was like this dance move, the gritty and the Memphis Grizzlies, specifically John Moran, hit that hoe every time they win a game. And somebody mm-hmm. put a video up of Michael Jackson. I don't remember which Michael Jackson video is, but he's doing that shit all through the village. Just fucking. Yeah. It was like, damn, Michael Jackson was hitting the gritty early. Either he's a time traveler <laughs> or he invented all the dance moves. And I'm like, he invented all the dance moves. Well, now, Mike <laughs> like, did all of them. 
He did all of them. If you see, if you see it tomorrow and you've never seen it before, you've seen Mike do it still. Yeah, we're At just all uh, doing variations of things Mike did, and he was like, I'm not going to keep doing that. That's, That's not the real that problem is I'm mad niggas is not doing Michael Jackson stuff no more. Like, bro, you're not even <laughs> trying to dance like Michael Jackson. I don't know if you want to end that sentence where you ended that sentence. I'm mad niggas aren't doing Michael Jackson stuff I'm anymore. Mad <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> are we all my mama told me? <laughs> oh, we absolutely we are. are. I'm mad niggas not doing Michael Jackson stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to go into commercial break I love it we're going to take a break we'll be back with more Michael Christmas and more my mama told me Hacks is back for season 3 and so is the official Hacks podcast in each episode Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy winning comedy series You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. And we are back. Yeah, we're back here with more Michael Christmas. More my mama told me. We're still talking about the possibility that TikTok is destroying the black dances. It's taking dance culture away from our our black youth and really families and, and, and society as a whole. Do you think that there is, I guess a way to to introduce the legs to TikTok? Is there a way that we can start to make this more of, of a reassessment of what is valuable on these apps? I think, I don't have the research on this. I didn't do any, but I feel, <laughs> I feel like there are a lot of Black creators on TikTok who, for whatever reasons, are not being pushed to the forefront. Mm. That's, that's one. If I was actually going to walk up to the doors and be like, hey, niggas, help. Mm. Aside from that, I think the main issue is the the leveling of the dancing playing field. 
You know what I'm saying? TikTok will have you believe we all can dance at the same level. This is incorrect. Niggas is dancing their ass off in other places, but you'll never see it because they're not the crackingest niggas on TikTok. Yeah. So it, it's interesting that that's, that that's your interpretation because it, it aligns pretty well with a lot of what I read about sort of like what's happening with TikTok. There are, there are mm-hmm. a crazy amount of articles of people who are very angry at TikTok or at least assessing what's happening yeah. in TikTok. Not just yeah. in terms of dance, but also music as a whole. They're real worried about mm-hmm. what TikTok's doing to the music industry and to dance culture. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the that's the other thing. I think aside from like the old head erasure theme is like it is scary to think that, bro. Like like the video of Shorty rapping with the Bud Light that went viral. I don't know yeah, if you yeah, saw yeah. that. 100%. I still ain't I still ain't actually watched the video for real. I just keep seeing it moving on my timeline and being like, I'm about to watch this. But she knew all the words. <laughs> it went up because she knew all the words and like that level of like that's not impressive <laughs> no <laughs> it's not impressive <laughs> that's but not then impressive. on the other end i do think we create this dangerous space where we then go bitch that's not impressive you we shouldn't celebrate this and it's like yeah but you're just telling everybody to go watch the motherfucker when yeah. you do that it, it, exactly exactly and that's my kind of my point is like the pumping because you know what i'm saying TikTok is the, I think, probably the number one app to get followers and views. Yes. You follow you follow the trend and you get followers and views. You know what I'm saying? And everybody can't spin on their goddamn head. You right. know what I'm saying? Everybody. <laughs> My body everybody ain't built can. for that. But what everybody, and understand I'm saying everybody can do is these whack dances, which gives that playing field the level it needs to put the hump over people who are actually very talented. And to the original point you were making, which I think is one that a lot of these articles sort of address, is that everybody can do these dances, but TikTok intentionally amplifies the voices and the dances of specific users. So Mm -hmm. they are, while there are a million people learning to do this shit, only eight people are truly getting like the TikTok bump. And saying yeah. like, yo, Addison Ray, you are the face of these dances or the face right. of these things that right. are very often not created by the people that TikTok is choosing to amplify. Yeah. And also on the on the back to the petty side, like I'm sick of hearing really good songs get remixed like five, six songs in because of a dance right. challenge. Like I want to hear fucking DMX do it. God damn it. I want to hear. Yeah, yeah, the- yeah. X going kick 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 kick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't play X going to give it to Let you. me enjoy the song that it was meant to to actually be. Fuck. <laughs> you know what really and this I did not think about this until this conversation, but it reminds me a lot of like uh that Harlem Shake shit. You remember yes, when this, they that's, did that I was Harlem going Shake to challenge? say that's the beginning of this. Yeah. Of all of this is that. That's the first thing where black young people from the hood create something and then it's erased by when you go google harlem shake it's not g depp is not gonna come up oh <laughs> like, none of them boys G-Depp that were is, fucking killing you know, it in that video are involved anymore nobody in the is shake. going to come up and that's what's happening to like everything i you know and what, what bugs me i think especially with that one is that like literally it has nothing to do with the harlem shake you know what i mean like there exactly. is if you were if you were fucking using a bad boy song. If you were like you even using elements of the thing that made the thing, then maybe there's a level of this that I can negotiate with. I don't want to, but I can hear it out. 
but it truly was them just being like, we're going to use the words you like and then make a completely different thing that has nothing yeah. to do with it. Yeah, 100%. And then and, and this all, you know, it, it, my spiraling and the thought process of this brought me to like thinking about, damn, like people using my goddamn vernacular. People mm-hmm. taking the songs that I love that I grew up with made by people that's poor because they don't even own the motherfuckers and taking them and getting rich off of them because you did a dance to it in a nice little house. Like, you know what I'm saying? These yeah. spirals then get me to start tripping where I'm like, God damn, this is all a part of the same thing. Well, no, I think that's 100% correct. And frankly, it's something that I I think we've talked about a little bit on the podcast before, but there is now a big push from from young people to say that there is no longer that the way that they speak on the internet is internet talk. And it, yeah. that there is no longer like Ebonics or AAVE, whatever you decide to call it. So like African-American vernacular is gone. It's that's just dangerous. how the internet speaks. And that's crazy. It's dangerous because those small passes turn into big passes, turn into, you know what I'm saying, somebody being able to go put on the brownest possible shade of makeup from fucking Serbia and yes. put on curly hair. And it's cool. It's cool because this is just style. This isn't braids isn't isn't for anybody. People was wearing braids. Like, yeah. <laughs> like kiss my fucking ass, bro. You don't need a protective. You know what shit. the fuck you're doing. <laughs> like you know what you're doing. And it feels like laughing in my face. And this is why it it overall just be like, stop doing this yeah. shit. Because <laughs> then it starts to spiral. And I'm like, maybe I'm just a crazy nigga in the house. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know? but I think I, look, I'm a crazy nigga in a different house because I, I hear what you're saying and it feels correct to me that like, while I don't want to be an old man yelling about young people and what they should be doing with like their bodies and dances, at some point we do have to acknowledge there is a danger in just allowing culture to become blanketed where like mm-hmm. everybody can access anything at any time because part of what makes culture matter is it is a lived experience for people that like they truly are a part of these things. Yeah. Like the fact that, that that white girl knows little baby doesn't bug me. But the idea yeah. that like then a bunch of people are giving her some version of like a hood pass because yeah. a bitch can rap little baby. Oh, I love, I love this bitch. This bitch is good with me wherever. And then you find out, you know, when three years ago she said, and then this little nigga on Twitter. And then you're like, oh, no. Yeah. Why did I? Why was I OK with this? Bro, you loved it when when she was rapping little baby with the Bud Light. Like you was fucking <laughs> with that. So, like, but then it's living. also like. Yo, why do we need? I, I don't need a new teammate. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need. Yeah, I'm good. Like, I got all the homies I need. Like, I got all the homies I need. And for sure, I, need. I definitely don't need somebody else coming to eat food at my fucking cookout. Like, I don't even know why that is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I, look, we have a very specific amount of food here at this cookout. We I don't got no thirty. Issues. 30 hamburgers, 30 hot dogs, and none of them <laughs> is for you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This bitch going to come and she going to ask for mayonnaise. And now what? Now, now where are we? You know, it stressed me out because I don't want the kids to allow shit to slide because they think it's cool because we live in that world. And that's where the ultimate danger is from is like the kids being like, nah, it's cool, pup. They we all say nigga like that was a long time ago. <laughs> right. And it's like, no, we don't all say nigga. We all say nigga. <laughs> like, dig what I'm saying? Yeah. 
I, you talked about this a little bit in the beginning, and I do think that this is a, a really important detail that that I don't want us to just skip over. But in the research that I was doing or the reading I was doing, one of the things that they talk about, because I wanted to know why do TikTok dances look specifically the way that they do? And mm-hmm. like you said, part of it is that the videos are shot vertically, which is the way that they have to show up for the app to look mm-hmm. normal, whatever the fuck. And so because they're shot vertically, and for you to be actually be able to see who the person is, they have to do it from a certain distance, which means that they have to cut off their legs often. Sometimes people figure out ways to do it where yeah. they get their whole body in it. Buy a rig, do the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. But for the most part, off your cell phone, you kind of have to cut off a portion of your body, which is why they isolate in the arms. And then the other detail that I think is really important is they say that the reason that the arm movements are so sort of tight into the body is because you have to keep it inside of the frame. So you you can't reach your arms all the way out, extend them fully, because then they'll be out of the frame and then you don't get to see the entirety of the moves. So it really is like a very strategic structure to say like, yo, this is how you can dance and still make it a, a well-crafted video. Bro, people you just said, they put niggas in a box. <laughs> Oh, shit. People, what you just said, bro, you, they put <laughs> niggas in a box. You can't move past these parameters. And now when you out, you're doing the same dances and you're still not moving past these parameters. Whoa. All right. So that's how they get you. Okay. Yeah, that's crazy. Because now we're doing like, yeah, fuck. All right. They put, that's, they put niggas in a box. There are sometimes when metaphors ain't metaphors. Do you know what I mean? When they just, they're just, just words. What, it's just what happened. <laughs> It's just what happened. Because <laughs> your phone is a box. It's literally like, what's happening. And somebody's going to call it a metaphor because they, they don't want to process it. But come on, y'all. Michael Christmas just woke you to fuck up. It's niggas at home just like me. Like, bro. <laughs> He's talking, bro. So one of the things that they also talk about, and this this is something you addressed, is that because I do, in some of these articles, talk about the fact that the dancing is technically not always great, right? That like mm-hmm. plenty of the people who are stars on these apps are not probably great dancers per se. And one of no. the things that they said is that TikTok isn't about talent necessarily. TikTok is about enthusiasm and energy. And so one of the things that they're tracking is that the the people who are successful on the app are dressed well, they're giving off a, a cool a vibe and energy, and that is driving people to want to see more of their videos, much more than whether or not they can hit the Dougie, the Dougiest. You know what I mean? Let me say this. You you sort of talked about this on another episode where you talked about Jay Hoover, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And TikTok, TikTok is the G-Men, bro. It's mm. just filing, the, it's Abercrombie and Fitch, bro. It's just like, this is what we want to show. So we can get more of this. Yes. And I think to that point, when they say energy and they say vibes, they're selecting that energy and vibes based off of the shit that they like. Yeah. They want a nice crib, bright light from the sun hitting you because you got a high apartment. You know what yes. I'm saying? Like that. There's rules to this shit. You can't be in a dark crib and be on TikTok popping. It just won't happen. It's right. It's not a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like while doing dance moves, at least you got to do something about why your crib is so dark. In order for that shit to catch on. <laughs> yeah. You know and saying? like even, you know, like you hear about like uh, 
These people who all like all these young sort of like internet people who like buy a place together and they live in these communes trying to to create content and shit. And even that is is about creating a space that kind of looks like you're staying with Diddy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they yeah. never are like in a fucking like hellhole doing it's these like, let's dances. Take a, earning let's it. all take let's all take our five thousand dollars and get this fifty thousand dollar house. Yes, and we, but we all just put in our our last five, and then we in here, and then we could come up off of that if we just shoot some videos by the pool every day. Yeah, it's like always <laughs> in front of some giant uh, glass like staircase or whatever, and then yeah, you're doing like, that, and now I know you you have resources, even though you yeah, don't. you got money. You got money. You you TikTok. We want to follow you and see what else you got going on. Exactly. Like. like clearly, you're already benefiting from these silly dances. So why would I not continue down the train of enjoying more of your? Yeah. Silly every dance? time there's a challenge, I want to see you do it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I want to see this one. Like they crazy legs. Like. <laughs> <laughs> like I want to see fucking Lil Uzi do all the challenges. I don't want to see everybody do all the damn challenges. I read in one of the uh, the articles that I was reading a person, and this goes back to, to your point about sort of like the taking of culture or the recreation of culture. And a person who I guess is like a TikTok dancer type person that they were talk to, talking to named uh, Mood Ferris Ben Azamash. I'm probably fucking his name up bad, but that doesn't Evil matter. Bar. The nigga's 21. He doesn't mean anything to me. But he said, and I thought this was really interesting. He said that TikTok is weirdly transforming into a dance genre itself. And I think that that it, it, it has twofold interest to me because we've already sort of addressed the fact that they are creating something that's completely of its own world. But what they also say in the article is that TikTok is still pulling from things that we recognize outside of its own genre. So it becomes a way of sort of softening everybody else's shit while still claiming, well, this is just something of itself. It has nothing to do with you. Well, this comes back to one of, in an, a dance I mentioned earlier and a point I had thought of before is like when Blackboard JB invented the shoot dance, he mm -hmm. invented it. Whether somebody else did it around him, Blackboard JB did it and made niggas do it, right? Yep. Fortnite took that dance and put it in their game and didn't ask Blackboard JB. Yeah. And then that was a Fortnite dance. And whether they paid that nigga after or not, and whether they gave him the credit or not, that dance is a Fortnite dance now. Mm -hmm. And so anything, it's like TikTok is almost like a filter or anything that passes through it just becomes TikTok. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's the perfect articulation of it. It reminds me, you know, it's Pusha T losing to McDonald's. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's, it's, you, you yep. made the McDonald's song the McDonald's song technically is yours, but once McDonald's has it, that's a McDonald's song, my guy. That's McDonald's like, it doesn't song, bro. Yeah, like you sold it to McDonald's. It's like uh, it's like buying a beat. I'm a rapper, right? I buy a beat. Niggas sell the exclusive rights to that beat for five hundred dollars, and then you go make a hit with that shit. But like you sold the exclusive rights for five hundred dollars. Like, yes, that's mine. It's mine now. You know what yeah, I'm saying? yeah. That's my that's my million dollar banger. You keep, keep your $500. <laughs> and in some <laughs> you know ways, saying? and that's, it's sad and it's fucked up, but then there's another yeah, part of it that you go like, well, when would I expect a major corporation to be like, you know what? We got to do right by that little black girl that did the renegade dance. We got to make sure yeah. that she's taken care of and fed because 
that doesn't service their needs in any way. Right. It, it's like um, what the, the, there was a girl who actually was doing a dance. She like made it up, and then like a small white girl got to do it at the All Star game. Yeah, that I think mistaken. that was the Renegade shit, right? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that was that shit. Yeah, that was crazy, bro. <laughs> right, Jimmy Fallon had literally brought Addison Ray onto fucking uh, which we called the Tonight Show to have mm-hmm. her do various TikTok dances, all of which belong to different black performers and and creators and all that shit. It's like the On Fleek girl, bro. This shit happens all the time, and then like it just goes under the radar. Like, where's On Fleek? Yeah. What happened to Shorty, bro? Because that word was plastered on everything in Forever 21 for like a long time. So, like, wh- how's she doing? Like, you know what I'm saying? She should be living like Madam CJ Walker off of all <laughs> And she fucking won't be. <laughs> like, yeah, you want to know about Fleek? Yeah, I'll tell you I'll about Fleek. Shout <laughs> those niggas know about Fleek. <laughs> I, I guess the, the question I do ask, though, myself, and I'm going to ask you is, what would be the appropriate compensation? What would be the appropriate acknowledgement of these people's contributions? Because the reality is that girl was just talking into her phone. It's not like she sat and crafted a piece from this shit. She was just being a Mm -hmm. silly billy and hit a moment and that wave went crazy. So like, how do we actually make sure that people are getting what they deserve without overdoing it and being like, nobody says this because this belongs to Tanya or whoever the fuck she is. Well, I think the, the thing to remember is the problem isn't people saying her word. It's Wendy's tweeting the new fucking chicken sandwich is on fleek. Yes. The original thing needs to be acknowledgement. Like whether it's a quick phrase, you know what I'm saying? One of my homeboys, my DJ, he is one of the biggest memes in the world. I don't know if you've ever seen the meme of the nigga in the yellow hoodie and he's doing this shit looking mad fucking Oh, sneaky. yeah. That's my DJ, bro. You met him at the show. Whoa. Yes, exactly, right? Niggas is on Twitter every day. That's Jacquees. That's Quavo. That's this person. That's that person. He went and fucking made sure he got that Whoa. shit patented and all of that so that he gets paid from that fucking meme. And I think we need to make it clear that you can do that. For right. the people. So when you hit a wave, you can jump on it immediately instead of like where the money reside. That nigga jumped on that wave immediately and it was his wave. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Nobody else's. He got paid off it. He went and got cool with celebrities off it. You know what I'm saying? That was his wave. But I think it's not very clear how to do that versus other people can see it and be like, oh, I could, nigga, all I got to do is, yeah, I'm going to take that shit right now. And then they go get big off of it, bigger. They monetize it. You never got the chance to even try to. And I'll say this, additionally, that's the corny thing that the internet does where they go, oh, you should just be grateful that we're celebrating you or that you're getting the attention that you otherwise wouldn't be getting. Or you offset my life for like six months with this bullshit and then expect me to go back to living a normal life while y'all make hell of money. Like that, having a viral moment like that, I've never had a viral video moment like that. I've had a couple stupid ass tweets go up and they fuck my Twitter up for days so i can't imagine having something as big as on fleek that's fucking your life up a little bit whether it's a good way or a bad way it's in the way you know what i'm saying you have to take a break to deal with that in some ways even your life is is being made anew whether yeah whether it is like you said good or bad you don't get to just go back to the version of your life that it was and then that's not even like y'all owe me it's like if somebody's getting paid then y'all owe me Yes. If nobody was getting shit off on fleek and everybody just used the phrasing, it wouldn't even be an issue. But that's not the case. That became 
branding for some people. That became fucking commercials for a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I think that's that's 100% true. I think about that all the time with like, you know, it, it, I think it used to be more of a trend and now it's a little more dangerous to pull off. But like when rappers would use like internet shit for like interludes and shit. Mm-hmm. And you have to wonder how many of these people are actually getting compensated for those internet things or is it right. just you thought it was funny you put it in your interlude and these people just sort of have to be grateful that like oh they 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 threw me in there you know what i mean right like oh i'm 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 something on there real quick you know what i'm saying like with me i've used you know i've used a million of them motherfuckers i make songs you know what i'm saying I, yeah. on my computer of course i got i got a whole album about comedians that i've made about my favorite comedians, every <laughs> song starts and ends with some shit I pulled from YouTube. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, that's just what that is. But there's a reason for it. You know what I'm saying? And on top of that, I reach out to a lot of these motherfuckers that I try to involve to be like, yo, you want to do a sketch on here or something? Like, I wanted Mr. Hotspot to do some shit. I reached out to Mr. Yeah. Hotspot to do some shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Nick Coletti. We never used it, but on my second album, reached out to Nick Coletti, had him make a bunch of joke phone calls for it. Like, I find the people they're there and they'll they're willing to listen you know what I'm saying and they're not about to like I realize a lot of people are willing to work and for like a realistic price or for something real because everybody's bullshitting all day but I think to that point it, it truly is just acknowledge me dog you know what I mean like like you said acknowledge that that I made a contribution to the grander yeah. cultural imprint and if you acknowledge that and if you compensate that, knowing that you are going to also be compensated, then if, if you outbag me, all right, I had fun. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm truly not, yeah. at least, and again, I can only speak for myself, I'm not terrified of somebody becoming a millionaire off of some shit I said. I'm more terrified of them right. truly, like, pretending as if I don't exist while becoming exactly. a millionaire off of my shit. Because again, it's 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 not a it's a principal thing, bro. It's like I'm here. Like I did that. You know what I'm saying? Like I did that. Like yeah. that's all. You dig like and and so like, you know, I think about Craig Mack. Somebody's mm-hmm. gonna make a poppin' ass Craig Mack a TikTok remix. And Craig Mack ain't seeing bread off of making his music in how long? You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's gonna be huge. You dig? Like that's frustrating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think this this accountability is something that we are going to have to fight for for other people? Because it seems like at a certain point, either people don't have the resources or the the Internet doesn't give enough of a fuck. Like you're talking about Craig Mack, and I can't mm-hmm. imagine there's about to be like a big wave of people being like, justice for Craig Mack. We- Craig Mack made this song. You guys got to yeah. yeah, nobody's going to give a fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. If we're being truly honest and yeah. is that fair? No. Is it right? No. But that's the reality of where we're at. So like, mm-hmm. is that then something where like we as artists are going to have to step in and be like, yo, I don't want to be a part of this or I'm not yeah. going to do this unless yeah, we got to jump in. We got to jump in on this stuff faster. That's the other thing is like they need to acknowledge faster. And if they don't, we need to acknowledge the problem faster. And as a bigger unit because this is you know it's small potatoes now you said something it got cracking somebody else made a meal you made eight dollars yeah that's trash but that's a again slippery slope into deal with it 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 yeah and now you just gotta deal with it like you know what i'm saying it's just like it's it's not cool to erase things people have done uh because it doesn't matter to you 
Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it mattered to somebody, and that's that's why we're here in the first place. Nigga, G Dep matters to me. Yeah, them little boys with them big ass shirts and chains. I love them. <laughs> yes, goddammit. <laughs> Flavor in your ear. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take one more break. We'll be back with more Michael Christmas and more my mama told me. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. <clears throat> AT&T connects an O to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. And we are back. Give me a turn to speak. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We're back here with more Michael Christmas, more my mama told me. We're still talking about the possibility that TikTok is destroying homes, specifically black homes with shit dances that are making grandmas disappointed Mm. in their grandchildren, grandfathers. They lower their head. They say, I welcome dementia sooner if it's going to make me forget about this bullshit that I got to see my grandchild do. Uh, Do you think, I guess this is going back to the larger question, do you feel like this is a feeling that other generations have had to deal with? Like, were they looking at the twist and being like, that ain't, that ain't dancing. This is, this is trash in 1960, whatever. I can only point to the post nineties mm-hmm. because I was born in 94 and everything that came out when I was a kid was an issue to the people older than me. Yeah. Oh, always jerking was an issue. Uh, lean with it, rock with it. That was, a. Uh, kind of a silly dance walk it out but at the same time these dances were all being done way more than like 
the dumbass dances of right now slash like progressively like i think the soldier boy is when older older people stop doing yeah yeah all the, all the <laughs> like, like okay we'll heel toe i can heel toe i can walk it out i can chicken noodle soup but like hitting a choreographed dance move I, which I, is exactly the problem now i also is, think Part of the problem was that Soulja Boy was the face of the product. And for older people, it felt like, all right, what are we, what game is this now? Do you know what I mean? Like all respect to Big Draco, but, but he is not, if you're an older person in that generation, you're not looking at this and being like, now that's the man I'll take seriously. Yeah, no. And luckily I was a kid when Soulja Boy came out. So I got to enjoy Every year of Soldier Boy's stardom uninterrupted while just being hated on by older folks that don't get it. Yeah. But I'm grown now and I fuck with the Soldier Boy still. Like, I think every dance from then is good. I think, it, is there some I'm not about to do? I don't want to do the Cupid Shuffle like ever again, if possible. Sure. Like, <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? But otherwise, like, and you know what? When I was a kid, I went to camp and I don't know if you've ever heard the song Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah, I know Cotton Eye Joe. Do you know the dance? I don't know it anymore, but there was a dance. It was like front step, front step. Yeah, back you step, like step. It was like your some heel fucking and shit. And oh, yeah. goddamn, that bullshit. That's that's what TikTok dances look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but that's it, what they I will like also to. say that you get in those groups and you see motherfuckers doing Cotton Eye Joe and you're like, goddamn, they look like they're having a good time. They do look like they're having a good time, for sure. The group was 10-year-olds across the board, but it did look <laughs> like we were having a good-ass time, for sure. But it, again, it goes back to what we were saying. You have to strike a balance, right? Where it's mm -hmm. like, I am not at all interested in taking the fun away from anybody. Like, I no. do want no. every generation to have their shit, have their fun. I'm not, I don't want to be the person that stops it. At the same time, let's just figure out a way to make your fun not feel like it's uh destroying <laughs> valuable like uh uh just generations of of work that we've done yeah and and again like the the issue really for me like this is all an agenda for me to dig a lot deeper into how my things are going away without you know anybody anybody's approval <laughs> from, yeah, yeah. From, from the blacks you know what i'm saying like right. like where where's the the most depth in the red suit with the fucking curly hair on Chappelle's show <laughs> to delegate, bro. We need a delegator. We need delegate. Everybody just let shit slide. Goddamn Tim McGraw or whoever the fuck it was on the song with Lil Durk, just doing whatever after he just got finished saying nigga somewhere else. Like, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. hey, somebody regulate this shit, man. I and that's <laughs> what that is the part that I I think I often find myself feeling frustrated with because I don't want to find myself blaming black people, right? No. Like I, I want to be not that dude who's like niggas, y'all, y'all should have done something. But it's like mm -hmm. LeBron, don't do the, don't do that. You know what I mean? Like when you do, yeah. you know, when you do the yeah. fucking Harlem Shake shit, you're truly just doing it for views, and you're not considering yeah. the fact that like you were Yo, a kid the, growing the, up the in Miami the Miami Heat kids is gonna love this. Like, bro, beat the, you know what I'm saying? Just throw the move in there at least, just to be like, I, I see it. I see because that's happening. the thing. That's what it feels like. Is I, it feels like as it's always felt like this as a black person in America. It always felt like when I make eye contact with another black person that we are thinking the same thing mm -hmm. for the most part. We have the same ideas. We know what it is, and it's starting to feel just less overall like we know what it is as a unit. Yeah, and that's what I don't want to lose. I just don't want to lose us all knowing what it is when we get there. 
No, and I think it it got even weirder because then there's that wave that we hit where it became cool to be like, I don't think like other black people think. Like, I'm not trapped mm-hmm. in the same, you know, Kanye did it, Chance did it, yeah. where they were like, yeah, wh- why do we have to be like that? It's like, yeah. you don't have to be, but come on, bro. You don't bro. have to be shit. But come on, you don't on, have you to be shit, but is. you know what it is, because for one, and this isn't to Kanye or Chance or anybody in particular, but when you do that, do not get in trouble or do anything else and then expect niggas to come give you a big old hug, bro. Because yeah. <laughs> we not going to do it, bro. No, I'm not going to do it. I, I, I ain't going <laughs> to hold you, you said, close to my chest. Remember you said you don't eat collard greens? You don't eat collard greens. Take your yeah, ass Yeah, you told me back. you're different. And I, you said you was different. Ahead. You got it. Show me how different handles uh, frustrating situations. <laughs> Turn around and die. Yeah, well, nigga, now you. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess the last question that sort of has been living in this for me is I wonder, and I do think that this is the the scary thing with this situation, right, is I think that part of the problem that we're facing is that there is too much of everything all the time. And so we were inevitably going to find ourselves getting worse at stuff because we just have to keep making more stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like there's no way for it. It's fucking Lucille Ball trying to, to stuff the chocolates yeah. in I Love Lucy. Eventually, yeah. there's just too much, so you're going to do yeah. a shit job. And so I wonder, I'd love to hear your thoughts of like, is is the truly the only way that Black people can get back to being like the true like heroes of dance and culture is for the internet to go away and we just have less stuff? No, and I think this goes back to an earlier point of acknowledgement, but this is on the level of the the people in control as well as the creators mm-hmm. is we need to acknowledge real talent too. You know what I'm saying? It, we need to put things on the forefront, not because they adhere to the guidelines of what we want our viewers to see, but because they're actually good yes. uh, as well. And I think that's a problem with that platform is that it just seems very aimed. Like it just seems because the thing is like, you can post all of the same things across your socials. You will not get more engagement than you'll get on TikTok. But it's only right. if you do it the way TikTok wants you to do it. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah, I think yeah. just like that's what I mean by by the people who are in control is like, you know, make it fair. But also like for the people who are not in control, I think we we just need more people to be in like when I think about my childhood, bro, even if they weren't the best role models, our black folks were in charge for real. You know what I'm saying? They said things and they stuck. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? We and it's not to say that all these niggas are not good. A lot of my heroes are terrible people growing up and learning. Yeah. But that's not the point. The point is having a good voice or a good few voices to actually look to and learn from. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I gotta I- look I gotta look at movies where these people who are some of them terrible people play incredible characters that can teach me things. But there's really people out there, you hear what I'm saying, who can teach me those same things. And that's you know, we need those. Like niggas can be mad at Dave Chappelle all they want, but that eat he taught me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I think about like Isaiah Washington, where it's like, that is a phenomenal fucking actor. He mm-hmm. was real good at acting. Yeah, he had a whole bunch of other problematic shit that made yeah. his relationship with with a public complicated. But at the at its core, and I think this is the point you're making, 
at its core, we were celebrating a person for their talents, not just their big personality mm-hmm. or like their edginess or whatever the fuck yeah. it is. And now, yeah. whether we we can control it or not, there are a lot of people that are just existing off of their personality more yeah. than an actual skill set. And until yeah. we can go back to celebrating skill sets, we're going to be chasing our tails in this shit. I feel like our last like leader, you know what I'm saying? Because we lost a bunch at one time because of the pandemic. But our last like leader, I feel like, was Nipsey Hussle as far as like, at least the niggas I fuck with, like, that's the type of person that I would consider a leader. Yeah. Or a lot of my niggas, because he'll say things that'll resonate and make you think about your life and want to change it. You know what I'm saying? And there's not that many of those anymore. We had a lot more of those when I was a kid, for sure. Like, mm-hmm. just people that even even if they weren't doing that, like, just these larger than life inaccessible personalities and it's not to say like obviously the internet makes that a lot harder too but also these personalities are a little bit all the same now you know what i'm saying all rooted in kind of the same thing we all do this we all like this we all go here we all like this shit this is how we live like we just need more standout personalities to take charge in the black community yeah i think that's fair and i don't know how we we make that but i do think at least acknowledging people's skills and their goodness is a, is a starting point. But we need more black comedians to be really, really famous. <laughs> like, that's the, and that's what I mean is like, you know what I'm saying? You know, 800 nigga, everybody on your list of people on your podcast, excluding me is a goddamn generational talent at whatever it is they do. <laughs> How Bro, dare know, you? This has I been know, a phenomenal episode and I'm a big fan. You watch your mouth. I know these niggas when I went to, when I found your podcast, it's because I Googled, I looked up Zach Fox and I was like, oh, my, this is two of my niggas right here. Boom, played that. Hey. And I'm like, oh, this is good. Then I started looking at the list. I'm like, oh, I'm a fan of them. I'm a fan of them. I'm a fan of them. These niggas need to be bigger. And it's yeah. like, it's it's not them. You know what I'm saying? The talent's there. The work is there. It's just the world. You know what yeah, I'm saying? It, it is very hard to be any version of what your talent is set up to be, right? That like you have to figure out a, almost a scam sometimes to make mm-hmm. the world see you as the talented person you may already be. And that's yeah. the the scary part about all of this game is like, truly, we're not just figuring out how to get good at a job. We're then figuring out a way to trick someone into mm-hmm. looking at us long enough to go, fuck, he's good at that job. It's like you got to spend time getting real, real good at some shit. Then you got to stray away from that and spend time trying to figure out how to make people watch you do that shit that you're amazing at now. Exactly. It's a miserable game. And I guess to be that's playing. part of that's part of the hustle. Yeah, that's just life in general. But I don't want that to happen to people who have like a quick strike opportunity. Some of these people are not aiming their lives towards having a viral moment or having a viral dance. You know what I'm saying? No, hundred percent. And what so when they get it, I want them to keep it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when they get it, I want them to keep it. I, I always think about um the the lady that uh I ain't nobody got time for that 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 lady yes bro what's up with her <laughs> well I'll say this and this is I think a, a a little bit of a hopeful ending for for what we've been talking about okay. is she was uh, a lady struggling with drugs she was in a fire and then got went viral and she capitalized on that moment got her teeth fixed and then did fucking commercials for the dentist that fixed her teeth and got paid off the shit. And I don't mm-hmm. know if she was able to like commodify it beyond that point. But I do think that even that is a beautiful sort of like, yeah. okay, this is correct. 
for the, what she offered us. She became yeah. a meme that we all enjoyed. If nothing else, let this lady have some new teeth and some money to be able to like move forward at however she chooses. Yeah. Yeah, that's the new shit, bro. If you get like, if you have a viral moment, niggas should give you like whatever the two things you need most. <laughs> I love yeah. that. <laughs> and then you can have it, bro. Then you can put it in the Wendy's commercial, McDonald's, whatever, so Long John Silver's, whatever. Nigga, put it. Go ahead. But just yeah, yeah, yeah. fix my back and get me a new bed. Bro. Right. You don't need to fix. <laughs> you don't need to to set me up for life. But if you know I'm sleeping on a mattress on the floor, get me a bed frame and help me out. It's like people who go viral for like having some foul shit at their crib or having a foul crib and they throw that shit up on damn Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy, send that motherfucker a check, bro. So yeah. They can, so they can stop doing that. Oh, <laughs> nobody's <laughs> even watching this show anymore. Help them. Help them, bro. Like, they're sad. Like, I remember I seen, um, I think I saw Drewski on 85 South talking to DC Young Fly. And DC Young Fly was talking about how he didn't have the resources to shoot these big videos that King Botch was making, he had to just show what he had around him. So he was making vines of the cockroaches on his wall. To, <laughs> to which, to, because Drewski was like, I remember, nigga, you was on Vine and you was taking videos of cockroaches on your wall. And I'm like, is this nigga okay? Like, we need to send in. And he's like, and then that was DC's response was, well, these niggas on Vine is making these big production movies in these six seconds. Right. I'm like, I ain't got no movie studio. I ain't got no cameras for no explosions. So I'm using what I got. You know what I'm saying in here? And look at him. He's a super, he's a goddamn superstar now. No, I mean, it's it's crazy. And like, to that point, like, I even, you know, I'm not a person without resources, but like, mm -hmm. even just being able to put together a self-tape of like, mm -hmm. Yo, I need another person to be to set up a camera. I need somebody yep. to read lines. Maybe it's that same person, but you need a level of like commitment from your community and from around you to even yeah. make that shit happen. So the fact that yeah. these dudes were making full production, three camera productions for internet videos tells you that they were sitting on profit already, or at least sitting on a cushion that to the yeah. point that DC was making, he didn't have. And unless somebody is going to come in and be like, yo, I see a potential in him and I'm going to make sure he gets correctly compensated for that potential. Mm -hmm. He's just going to be a nigga making roach videos. going to be a nigga making roach videos, bro. It's like anytime you see somebody do a quick dance move on the TL, but nobody tagged them and they weren't the posted person to post it. They were just caught doing a dance move. That nigga is never, he might never even know that he went viral, let yeah. alone that he changed the world a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. that's just crazy. You should be given something for making kids in Wisconsin do your fucking dance move while you was outside <laughs> of the project. <laughs> like, it's just what it is. But, it seems you know, pretty straightforward. Two things you need. I love that. I think that's the... I think that's the thesis, the real big takeaway we can leave everybody with. Give people two things they need for the great Two things they need they in life for their contributions and then do what you will or we gonna smack you that's the new shit bro we just gotta start pulling up and smacking people tough <laughs> you getting popped in the mouth you motherfucker you if, get, you don't, if you hey, don't give do them that, what they do need that, do that dance again real quick yeah <laughs> <laughs> alright I think we did it uh, Michael, could it, you bro. tell the people at home wh where they can find you? What cool shit you have? Hell yeah, man. Michael Christmas. My birthday is in like a week. That's like probably my only cool shit, but I'm going to try hey, to make some crazy. cool shit happen around it. Um, I got dumb music out, Apple Music, Spotify, all that stuff. Michael Christmas at Michael Christmas on Instagram, Mickey Christmas on Twitter. And yeah, go enjoy some of that. I've also been dabbling in stand up. 
So if you in Boston specifically on a Wednesday night, you walk into an empty bar and see a stage, I might be on Epius. All right. Well, go watch Michael do stand-up. More importantly, go listen to his music. It's fire. Support, support, support. And as always, you can follow me at Langston Kerman. Well, all of my bullshit. I don't make no music, but yeah, it's nonsense uh, either way. And uh, <laughs> you can uh, oh subscribe to the podcast. You can review do the thing. I don't know. And if you want to send me your own conspiracy theories or drops, you can send them to mymamapod at gmail.com. Okay, that's it. Bye, bitch. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.